Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Watcher, episode number 213. Glad you could join us again tonight as we talk about the 1987 film Night Flyers. We continue our journey into the um, George R.R. Martin world of Night Flyers. I'm Corey Shrett, and joining me is Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, what's going on? Hey, Corey. I'm joining you from a new place. Can you tell? I can tell. Nice place. Looks like you have a dead body underneath the bed back there. <laughs> it doesn't look very, very nice, does it? Kind of looks like a little too white over there. It looks like something from American Psycho. I'm hiding somebody. <laughs> somebody or somebody? Somebody. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get going in the show here so we can get to the film. But let's talk about some news. And of course, as always, we got Star Trek starting off. What's going on, Brian? Yeah, we got some news about the highly anticipated John Luke Picard spinoff series. So speaking at the UBS annual Global Media and Communications Conference in New York, CBS All Access boss David Nevins discussed what's to come for the Star Trek franchise, as well as offering a premiere timeline for the spinoff show. Um, he says that Star Trek Discovery Season 2 is in a great place. He said there's highly, there's most anticipation for this series. And uh, the hints that it's going to be coming out late uh, 2019, and that the uh, production is scheduled to commence April 2019, and and how and how quickly a turnaround that that is for a show. I, I'm I'm shocked that they can film in April and have it ready by end of 2019. I think that's ambitious. Well, the filming part isn't the hard thing. It's the special effects that's the real work. Oh, maybe there won't be much special effects. Won't be. As... What if it's just John Luke Picard sitting in a sofa with a talking name? about the old times? Oh yeah. <laughs> What was this like the Indiana Jones Chronicles or something? He's gonna flash back to like TNG episodes. Remember that? <laughs> it's Remember just gonna that be huge, The whole show is just gonna be a huge flashback. I mean, that'd be a cheap way of doing it, right? That'd be a crappy way to do it. All the old TNG fans are gonna like, you know, nut over that. So <laughs> So basically it's it's you with John and Luke Picard watching Star Trek episodes together. He's going to have a pipe, and he's just going to say, remember this? <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> uh, this is the one show I'm excited about because it's the close. It's actually directly linked to the Star Trek we knew when we were growing up. Okay. All the other stuff I don't really care about. It's all its own things. This is This is kind of the only thing I consider officially canon to the Star Trek universe. Tell um, me more. Okay, so the story so far. No, I think um, – I hope they give away the first episode free. I think I would like to see this. I, I hope they do that. They're smart. I don't I don't, I don't. don't think so. I, maybe the first episode. They did that with Star Trek Discovery. They give us the first two, I think, and then they're like, hey, come pay us. Yeah, but this is the one they need to do it with. If you want to get people to watch your stuff, they'll go, hey, we got Captain Picard back. You guys Give remember? Money. Hey, you remember from 25 years ago? Oh my God, <laughs> when the show <laughs> went off the air? Yeah, we got we got him back. Remember how great that show was? Yeah, we got we got part of that. Yeah, we got the one guy. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all. Yeah, and and Will Riker doing his weird Riker maneuver. They should make it a talk show where he's like the host. <laughs> a Star Trek alien talk show where he's talking to like creatures from all over. Would you watch it? No. Okay. It's stupid, but I, I wouldn't want it. 
I caught this story earlier on io9 about the uh, Star Trek movie Enterprise design. And uh, if you guys know, check out this video here. They talk about the nasal struts, which I did not know what they are. They're those bars that go in the back of the ship that connect to like the engines or whatever the heck it is up on the top. And they were comparing them to the original show. With the original show, they were straight down at a 90 degree angle. But these had them at a, had a 45 degree angle or something like that, a steeper angle. And the theory this person had put out there is because it makes the shuttle bay much bigger to allow more ships and elevators and more access to it. Did you check out this, this is, video? This is so nerdy. I did not get to. Oh, you got it. It's like a two and a half minute video. This is so nerdy. I love it. Keep I, talking. I'll watch it right now. Now, <laughs> now check it out afterwards. But it's so cool that how they compare the ships. And, and this is a theory some guy had because he looks at the movies and he goes, well, the shuttle bays are bigger. So therefore, that's why they move this. Actually, I think it was just moved just because they wanted to make the ship look more modern and cooler. I mean, did he have glasses and push them up when he said it? Uh, I don't think so. He didn't even have that 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 weird wheeze either when he. <sighs> but no, he. Well, according to what I found out. But there are fans of shows like that that really geek out on on the designs, of the ships. And oh whatnot. yeah, yeah, that's what makes it fun. Oh yeah, and it was it was. This is what I was like. I'm like, I never really noticed that, but that is so awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. Oh, definitely. I'll check it out. So I was talking on the Doctor Who podcast today um, how we are doing we are doing an episode on Christmas and we're actually doing a Black Mirror episode on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And apparently you have a story about season five. Yeah, this was a shocker. And, and leave it to Netflix and the people of Black Mirror to just shock us. So um, we may have accidentally seen the release date for the latest Black Mirror season five. And it happened – um, on the Netflix, one of the Netflix Twitter accounts where they had a listing of all the things that were coming out in December and they had black mirror on the bottom, but it was called black mirror, uh, Bandersnatch. And this was quickly deleted. And then when they, uh, approached them for comment, you know, Netflix doesn't want to comment about it. Um, and in this story, you know, people are speculating that, uh, this was shot in London and it was shot uh, during Christmas time. They had, you know, set photos and things like that. They also said that Blandersnatch was the name of a failed video game in the 1980s. Um, they had like, they showed like uh, the promo art for that video game. And Further speculation that this might be that choose your own adventure style video game episode that they teased way back, mm-hmm. you know, and this is kind of like what they did when, uh, you know, that white Christmas episode came out. They released one episode and not the whole series. They may be doing the same thing here. Are you excited? Or are you? Of course. I mean, Black Mirror is pretty awesome. Like I said, I've only seen season one of it and the Christmas special when we talk about that one. But yeah, I mean, it's great that they're doing different things here, experimenting. And the fact that it's like right down the road that it's coming out. But it's so weird that with the way Netflix does things, they don't ramp up. They just kind of surprise you. Um, Do you prefer a more ramp up to a series or just like, here it is? No, I want to hear it is. 
here it is. Two weeks later, it's it'll be there. Mm-hmm. Just let me know. So give me some notifications on my phone. It's like here it is. Like okay, thanks. But not promos for a year or six months or whatever. No, no. no. Well, I mean, okay. here's the thing. I, I have Netflix. It's not going to make me buy Netflix. I mean, where you, and where are you going to show those promos? You got to show them like on TV and whatnot to get people involved. I guess this is a cheap way of marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's screw it up. Oops, delete it, and then to deny it existed in the first place. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, if it's that choose your own adventure when we talk about this, we're going to have to review that episode if it, that comes out. Um, I'm ready to watch it. Oh, yeah, I know you are. I mean, you're, yeah. you're sitting there staring at your Netflix screen right now. Hurry up. Hurry up. Come on. Refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> Speaking of Netflix, Stranger Things 3, which will not be out until, I don't know when. It seems like it's way down the road. This summer, I think, it's supposed to come out. Mm. Uh, but they did release uh, the titles, eight episodes. Okay. And, of course, they kind of keep you guessing a little bit. Susie, do you copy is the first one. The Mall Rats, The Case of the Missing Lifeguard, The Sauna Test, The Source, The Birthday, The Bite, The Battle of Starcourt. And this all <laughs> takes place in and around Starcourt Mall during the summer of 1985. And none of that helps me. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you wonder, like, missing lifeguard? Mm. I mean, it's interesting. You watch. I, I don't know. I love I love getting titles of shows just to try to figure out what's going to go on. Yeah, it's a, it's cool. It's it cool. It's just something that – see, they're teasing us here. Yeah, but that show, I guess they, they can tease, I guess. Well, yeah, it's one thing. But the thing – you can't really tease Black Mirror because it's uh, – like, it's an anthology. It's a bunch of different stories. Exactly, right. There's nothing to build on. Start no. uh, Stranger Things or something to build on. This season three, so this is true. Have you watched the last two seasons at all? I did. Yeah. Are you excited? Um, <laughs> I guess not as excited as I was for season two. Did you watch both? Uh, season one was amazing. Couldn't wait for season two, and then I'm like, uh, okay. I think season two they kind of they're at the point where they're running out of ideas. I think. Yeah. It started off good and then it just like faded away. And I'm like, and then I'm like, next episode, are we done yet? And I was like, oh, this is the ending. I don't like it. I, I want to know if they're burned out now, is well, what I'm, I'm guessing. They were talking about doing four or five years of this show because obviously the kids are going to grow up too fast. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't know. I think Stranger Things 3 should be it and they should just call it a day. Yeah. They're going to get too old. Yeah, that's the thing. And you can't unless you film them fast enough to try to, you know, get as many episodes done. It's like the Harry Potter episodes because they were like 20 something at the end and they were supposed to be 17. Well, yeah, because Harry Potter, each book takes place one year of his life. It's like 12 to 17 or something like that. Oh, yeah. He's and, like 21 or something. Well, the funny thing is, I remember when they made the first one, and they're like, yeah, there's seven books in the series. I'm like, there's no way in heck they're going to use all these actors through all these films unless they like film them back to back to back. Which they tried to do. Yeah. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you actually get to that seventh film or eighth film actually, and you're like, "Holy crap!" They kept these these actors around all this time. Yeah, locked them in. But yeah, that's the thing. Well, they were making some good coin, you know that. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to a continuation, remake, reboot uh, with Chris Hemsworth in it. Yeah, so we finally get a you know teaser image. For the new Men in Black series. So it's got Tessa Thompson and Chris uh, Hemsworth. And uh, 
I mean, they look like, you know, the original men in black people in their, in their outfits and their guns and the, and the car in the background. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm ready for it. Yeah. But we did watch men in black three. So I'm like, I don't know. Well, that's why it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's new people. And obviously it's international. So it probably takes place overseas somewhere. Uh, this takes place in London, it says. Okay. So, yeah. And Chris Hemsworth, uh, does that guy ever sleep? I don't know, but he's a draw. Well, yeah. He's going to get all the ladies watching. Well, well, I don't know. Aquaman's out now, and that's kind of, from what I hear, he's pulling all the ladies in. Uh, I think Chris Hemsworth, you know, he's been around longer, so... <laughs> I don't know. It's I, I don't know, but I, I saw an article today that said uh, Aquaman overseas has made like a buttload of cash, and I'm yeah, like ninety four million already. Yeah, yeah, and it's only women that's probably gone and see it. Mm, yeah, that's what my wife is like. Oh, the women are gonna go see that. That's why it's so big. Like bingo, bingo. <laughs> All right. So before there was the Star Wars prequels, which we still don't like to acknowledge. Timothy Zahn had written a trilogy of books called the Thrawn Trilogy about Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm-hmm. And this was basically the de facto sequel to the Star Wars trilogy. It until was, it wasn't. Until until they can't until George Lucas slash Disney slash whoever said the books and stuff aren't the extended universe doesn't exist. That's not canon. Not canon. But in terms of all the books, these three are the ones that stand out as like the top books. These are like, if you're going to read Star Trek or Star Wars books, these are the books to read. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently he just announced that he's doing a new book called Star Wars Thrawn Treason coming out in summer 2019. So they decided to keep the universe because it was making money. It's, well, it's not canon. I know. What do you, what is it called then? Isn't it called like Star Wars Legends or something like that? Something Some like that. Thing? Yeah, I don't yeah. know how they how they do this. It's just, but I, th- I mean, this was like this character is one of those. This is like the the Darth Vader of the book series. It's like one character that everybody is just amazed with. But I don't understand why they have they have all this backlog. They could just film it, and people will come see it. Or they could have gone to, to gone to Zahn and say, "Hey, um, we love this Thrawn character." Would you write something for us to use? Not even use the books. You can even just you can ignore the books and just create a new adventure for this character. Yeah, because he would have been, this would have been great for Star Wars se- Episode Seven. Right. I I don't know. But I, do I haven't lo- read the book, so I don't I don't know. He looks like a cool character though. From you know, he looks menacing. Oh yeah, I mean I've I haven't read him either, but I've heard you know amazing things about these books. These are like if you're gonna read any Star Star Wars books, they say these are the books to read. And I think it's great that he's actually you know allowed to write another Thrawn novel. Yeah, I thought they killed the universe. I guess they didn't. Well, I <laughs> I think they can still make money off the universe. Yeah, there's you a guys lot. can keep making your books, just don't expect us to film it. Uh, well, it, well. Uh, let me bring it to the Doctor Who world. Doctor Who has television show, and anything done outside the television show that's not done by the BBC is not. It's not considered canon, but it's not poo pooed either. Do they ever like pull from that into the show? The only time they ever did was there was a short that they had the Eighth Doctor in when he was going to regenerate into the War Doctor, 
Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as he's dying slash regenerating, he actually names companions he had in the the audio adventures. Oh, okay. So that kind of brings them in, but just little little bits and pieces. Bit. Yeah. There, but the BBC does not, you know, does not recognize or decline what's canon. They just say, "Here's your stuff. Enjoy." The fact yeah. the fact that the Star Wars people said those books aren't canon. We do not acknowledge them. That that kind of hurts. A little bit. I don't know. It's it's. I think it's great that, that he's making another book and maybe. Maybe Disney will go. Hey, maybe we should use some of his stuff. That's a good. Idea. I think. When, I think when their their rating starts declining for the movies, they will probably dip into that because it's like, hey, here's another hit. <laughs> or they'll do. Or they'll do like the um like the solo film or uh Rogue One type of thing. They'll make their another movie somewhere between you know six and seven, some crap yeah. like that. All right, well, that's enough of the news. Let's get on to the to the big topic tonight. Night Flyers, the movie, came out October 23rd, 1987, written by George R.R. R. Martin and Robert Jaffe, directed by Robert Jaffe, starring, starring Catherine Mary Stewart, Michael Prade, John Standing, Lisa Blount, Glenn Withal, and James Avery as Uncle Phil from <laughs> The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. If, if you didn't bring it up, I would. Well, the, you know, it's funny thing. Before we even start, I, I didn't, I wasn't looking at the credits when the movie started and I didn't look online and see who's in this film. I just watched it. I'm like, well, I'm like, Hey, that, that's uncle Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if this was right before fresh Prince. It was, I think fresh Prince was like 19 early nineties. I mean, it was a few years. Yeah. He had a little more hair. Well, <laughs> on his face and it was darker. So I think it was just a few years. And of course this film is 89 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Now, now can we just say before we start off, you cannot buy this film on DVD or Blu-ray. Right. It never was released that way. You can only get on VHS, Betamax, or Laserdisc. <laughs> Does that tell you where this film is in terms of quality already? Um, yeah, it, it kind of dates it. Yeah. This film is this is you know how I I I 80s are nostalgic and I like some of the 80s. This reminds me why the 80s no longer <laughs> exists. Well, even in the eighties, they had good quality films and bad quality films. And this, I would. This the, is the bad quality. Film. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, even the intros that that eighties syntho whatever stuff. It, this was like I I wish I could pull up the music from Blade Runner because this is like beat for beat Blade Runner music. I think this was like public domain music or something like that. Everyone used. <laughs> yeah, not only that, the whole smoky you know, dark, dingy look of this. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, it screams eighties. Oh yeah. And they made it, and they made it feel like you to get on the ship. You had to go through uh metal detectors and airport security and fingerprints and eye scans. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like remember the eye scans from Blade Runner? Let's mm-hmm. put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. That hasn't been used a billion times over. Yeah. And then the ship had this weird kind of like, I call it like an Egyptian type of feel to it or something. Oh no. It was so gaudy. It was so gaudy and decadent with the columns, the Greek columns and the furniture. I'm like, did we go back in time? Did we I go know. back to the I don't know, seventh century? I don't know. I don't and the outside of the ship looked like a generic eighties ship. They must have had a model somewhere they used from another film and just said, This is your ship. 
that was horrible. Do you see how big it was? I'm mm-hmm. like, where's where are those floors? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, they I don't, did they even go in an elevator or anything or up and down at all? No. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, that place was huge. It looked like there were fifty thousand people could fit in that ship. Yeah, yeah, it was just horrible. And how about the whole scene where uh the main character she's she's going she's doing exercises on, on the uneven bars, like yeah, gymnastics. Yeah, I'm like, why are you doing gymnastics? And they cut away to a long shot where you couldn't see your face. Oh, of so course, basically yeah. a gymnast. And like, why did you? Why is that scene in there? What what the hell does this have to do with anything? To show up how how muscular she is. Yeah, really. even though they really didn't address it like they did in the book. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this and you haven't read the book, we did talk about the book in the previous episode. So. Yeah, check check it out. We're we're doing this. We're doing the TV show next. So trust us here. You're getting online flyers all the time with us. And then there's uh what did you think? And then I mean, of course, this was a thing we talked about from the book. What did you think of Royd? Royd Eris, the, the hologram. Not what I pictured in my head when re- I read the book. Like a complete total opposite. Mm-hmm. He's like Mr. Prince Charming, but a he's you know, I don't know what spoilers we want to yeah. do. I mean the uh but he, they use some of the things from the from the book, like the gravity and stuff like that, but they didn't mention the other thing about his actual appearance. Yeah, they they kept they basically what you see is what you got. Yeah, and that kind of you know depressed me a little because you know part of it was he dressed differently than everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, the hologram was good. I like the hologram because that's what, when I hear hologram, that's what I picture. Save us, yeah. Obi-Wan. You're our only hope. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with, I'm okay with that. Yeah. What, what, what did you think? Would you think it was going to be something else where it was just a guy standing there and then they do a special effect where someone walks through him or something? Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what I was expecting to kind of like quantum <laughs> leap, like quantum leap would do where they'd be a hologram, but then all of a sudden they cut to a different scene and you could tell he wasn't really there so they could walk through him. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what I was expecting. I'm glad we didn't get that. I just, I don't. That's know. the only saving grace to this movie. <laughs> um, what else did I like? I did also. I kind of liked the way that the telepath operated. You know, he was like feeling columns and stuff, and he could pick up things. You know, mm-hmm. so that kind of. Is what I pictured. I think, but yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I was, I was speaking of, speaking of him. I think that the best scene with him was in the, was the scene in the hospital room, the medical pod thing. Mm-hmm. You know, with the with the, with the with the uh, lasers going on. Oh yeah, that was that was good. That was a close representation to what happened in the book. Mm-hmm. But what happened in the book would have been awesome. I wanted to see that. But they pulled what they did off pretty good. That was really impressive in my opinion. Yeah. Probably one of the best parts of this film. It was, um, it didn't look too bad special effects wise. Um, but I still would like to have seen what was in the book. I want to see that. Yeah. Maybe maybe the show will have that. There's another movie that does it so well (laughs) that we reviewed. Well, yeah. (laughs) Can't talk about it here, though. You guys have to go figure that out yourselves. Yeah. It's... <sighs> um, and these uh, the characters were so one-dimensional, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, the funny thing I was, I was writing notes down and they were introducing all the characters and Daryl, uncle Phil, his, you know what his role was visual documentarian. Did you see him pick up a camera anywhere? <laughs> no, he was the cook. They, they basically brought him cause he could cook. They even admitted it. I know. They said they brought him as a chef and I was like, Oh, that's so wrong. Yeah. This is the eighties. I forgot. <laughs> Yeah, that was a little little strange. Um, I also didn't like how they called uh, the telepath a class ten telepath. You know, it's a little minor thing. He was a class one telepath in the book, but yeah, like I guess ten sounds better. Yeah, class one me like scale of one to ten, one would be like weak, and ten would be like super strong. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but the special effects on this were very cheesy, man. Models everywhere, the smoke everywhere. The 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 pods things that they used on the outside of the ship, whatever those things were. Oh yeah. There was this was, oh yeah, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. There was that one scene and it was like laugh out loud, and this isn't a spoiler, where uh Miranda is in a pod and um Eris is in a ship and they're coming inside and as they're coming in, there's this this arm, this crane arm coming down. That's down. He says, "Like, watch out!" They watch out. So she like opens the door and jumps out of her little pod and jumps on the back of his ship as her pod gets hit by the arm. And I'm like, this is so stupid. <laughs> it's so bad. It was just horrible. Oh, and the the interaction between Miranda and Roy was just annoying. You know? It, yeah. It was like they were like making oogly lot eyes whenever they saw each other. Mm-hmm. And I didn't picture that at all, you know. No. Oh, and I love the techno I love the, the computers here. I love how they, they they access the computer and they get a DOS prompt. But they're like, what what is the password? They're like common words, like I know. And then they're just asking questions. Like they're just I guess this was Google. This is just like Google. Yeah, it's a predecessor to Google. I thought it was like, uh, really? I mean, this takes place in the twenty first century, so hey. Yeah, I know. Oh boy, I can't wait to see this come up. Yeah. Oh my god, it was just—I took so many notes on it. It was just horrible. What? What do you think about them uh, when they talked about Royd and what happened to him? How that came up so suddenly, you know, as compared to the book? I think it was a time issue. It's like we got to just get it out there now. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen what was in the book, though. I know. I mean, the ending of this was totally. Not the book. It was close. It was kind of. Mm, no, no. With the fight, the fighting between the mom and. Yeah, but I mean, right at the end with Miranda and Roy, what, what happens to them? Oh, yeah. I was just like, what? That's not. No. Mm-mm. But yeah, the part before, I mean, the fight at the end there with the, uh, the telepath showing up and stuff was, I like that part. But that was so cheap. That was just like a little skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> ah, special effects are so great back in the 80s. Oh, man. But I couldn't get over how dark and dreary and just – it didn't look like a place I wanted to be in, you know? And, it, and it's like it felt like different ships put together. Like you said, there was the columns in one area. But then the outside of the ship just didn't feel like the outside of the model. And inside the ship in certain areas, I'm like, this doesn't look like the same ship. No. Mm-mm. And he had the one guy in the elevator. I couldn't figure this out. So he's in the elevator, and all of a sudden these alarms are going off, and he's shooting the wall. Yeah, like, 
Why? That that guy was annoying, by the way. Uh, that yeah. character. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing with this. There's there was only what a handful of characters in this thing. Two, four, six, yeah. eight. It was like there were only like eight characters for the most part in this movie. Well, that's all that was in the book, though. Which is fine. I have no problem with it. But some of them served no purpose whatsoever. Like that Keeler character, which was in the elevator, just. Yeah, there were aspects of the book also with the Michael DeBrannon guy. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how in the book he was always like drinking chocolate? Yeah. I would have liked to have seen some nod to that. I thought that was cool. That's the thing. They took out some of the things that we should have seen. Yeah. They they relied heavily on Royd and Miranda. And um, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen more with the other characters. Yeah, it's and of course at the beginning they're just sitting there together and like and this is so and so and this is so and so and this it's like they introduce everyone by just like calling them by their name and this is what they do. Yeah. Uh what did you think about the surgery scene? <laughs> I did. Do you remember it? Yeah, with, with yeah, the the hand operation. I just everyone looked bored. They're all like standing there like Ugh. And I didn't understand why they had to do it that way. It's like, just so they could make it look cool that someone's fingers are being attached, you know? I know. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah, that's it? A lot of scenes took too long because I think they needed filler, you know? Well, it's only the working minutes. on the ship. The working on the ship scenes, I'm like, they could have cut that down to a montage, you know? Wow, yeah. they're welding. I, I saw you weld once. That's all I need to see. I know. Let's keep doing it. And it's an 89-minute <laughs> film, so... You're like a bare minimum right now. Yeah, there was not much here. There was nothing here, really. There was a lot of talking, not a lot of action. No, they waited till like the very end for the action. Yeah. And I felt no sense of urgency. The only urgency was like, uh, the ship's going to implode. I don't know how a ship would implode anyway. It's going to implode in three hours if we don't seal the, the, the damage outside. Yeah. That- Even that scene, the, when that damage happened... That was laughable. I was like, how, "How is there all this damage outside?" Because, okay, that the, the air the air got out. I'm like, how do you get all this damage all around the ship and not in just that one area? I don't know. Well, they they there was a callback to the book. They had to fix some stuff. Um, I did like the iris doors. Oh, you're right. That was awesome. Although when it closed, there was still a little little spot where air can go in. I'm like. What? <laughs> That's true, but th- I think that was probably the, the 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 coolest looking design of the ship. Yeah, I have never seen anyone do that, but it, it makes sense, you know. Nope, it's yeah. It, that was a one saving sci-fi uh, element. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's try to do this here. Let's let's try to go through our favorite scenes of this <laughs> film. I went through some of them, like the the projection. Yeah, that was Roy's the, projection. That was good. Um, the artificial skyscrape, uh, skyscape. That was cool. I like that. You don't see that often. Um, the red cameras, even though they were really simple, I like that he was watching. They kind of represented that. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't much else. <laughs> All right. What about what about the worst of the worst? In the scenes. Uh, I talked a little bit about this. The lightning was one thing. Oh my god, that was horrible. The lightning coming off of Royd, like he was shooting lightning at his <laughs> at the yeah. computer. I'm like, where's the lightning coming from? Is he like a 
a Jedi. I know. That was just like, <laughs> wait a minute. You could have done this before. Why are you doing this now? Yeah. Um, the oscilloscope for everything. Mm. <laughs> or programming with an oscilloscope. Yeah. It's like, uh, are you trying to repair some wires or something? That's what it feels like the whole time. The computer interfaces, man. Mm-hmm. But it is the 80s. I mean, I kind of got to let a little bit go because they were limited. But Yeah. I mean, that's true. There was no like Windows 95 running yet. Yeah. Uh, uh well, go ahead. No, I just no. Don't, I don't know. There's so many bad scenes in this thing. It's just like I said, the guy in the elevator just shooting it up for no apparent reason. I don't understand. He was like uh, on edge all the time. Mm-hmm. That was his thing. Yeah, he served no purpose. That was his purpose to be like, eh, I don't like this. <laughs> his purpose was to get the film up to 89 minutes. That's all his purpose was. <laughs> Uh, any, any good sci-fi elements, bad sci-fi elements in this you like? Any sci-fi elements in this? Oh, I think I mentioned them. I don't, yeah. So that's, so those are your elements, not your favorite scenes or anything like that? Um, there were no good scenes. scenes. I can't think of any really. I mean, like I said, the one with the, uh, telepath in the uh, medical chamber was. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like that. that. That was a good one. Um, the end of the movie was really good. The closing credits. Closing credits. <laughs> I had a story. <laughs> I had a story to tell you about that in a second. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not really much here I can really enjoy. Nothing here I'm going to take away from this. And go, wow, that was really good. Well, just so you know, the director, um, when he was done with this, he asked for his name to be removed, and he has an alias for for his name. So that that tells you a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just yeah. I can see why. The movie made one point one million when it was released. That's horrible. Yeah, I don't even nineteen eighty seven dollars. That's horrible. Yeah. So, how would you rate this thing? One to ten. Three, maybe. Yeah, I was giving it two. This, there's nothing here for me to even take away. That's yeah. There were some cheesy one liners. I didn't write them down because they weren't that good. No. They were like uh, something about taking a guy's temperature. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah. Uncle Phil said that one time. He's like, I'm going to take this guy's temperature. It's like, you know? okay, this is just stupid. I don't understand what you're talking about. Shut up. Yeah. This is one of those films that I was watching the clock. <laughs> I know, right? They took, they took a good sci-fi short, and I don't know how they ruined it in 89 minutes. I did read up on this, and that um, – George R. R. Martin thinks that they used his original book and not the expanded one because the names are totally different, the mm. circumstances are different. So there's that's part of it. Oh, okay. Um, his his first release. Remember, he added a whole bunch after that. Right. So that could be it. So anyway, as I was saying before, I was uh, side note here. I was on Twitter and um, somebody was doing on this day. They go on this day so many years ago, Star Trek. Star Trek V, The Undiscovered Country came out. What's your favorite scene? And I reply, go, the closing credits. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so before we wrap up the show, let's say that we are in like a crazy downward spiral here. We are yes. From from the 11th, uh, from, sorry, from the 10th of December, nonstop through to the 27th of December, we will have episodes. 17 days, 20 episodes. So 
We are right now in our second adventure here. We just did the Night Flyers movie, of course. Wednesday, tomorrow on the 12th, Orville will come out. 13th is Rick and Morty. The 13th through the 17th is the first five episodes of Night Flyers. Next Tuesday on the 18th, we do our full episode where we do Sci-Fi Shorts, Volume 3. Back on Wednesday the 19th is Orville again. The 20th is Rick and Morty. And the 20th through the 24th is Night Flyers, followed by our Christmas Day special, Black Mirror. The 26th will be Orville, and we will end with Rick and Morty on Thursday, December 27th. Oh, I forgot to mention, the lead character or lead actress, Catherine Mary Stewart, is going to be an upcoming movie that we're going to review. Which we will be reviewing for the end of the year, first movie of the new year, Night of the Comet. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. That's going to be awesome. I haven't seen I don't even remember how much of that I've remembered. It's just very little. More 80s goodness. And I, I suspect better than this. <laughs> yeah, This is down there near the, the moon trap target Earth area. Above or below moon trap? They were both not available on DVD or, or you know. Well, moon trap is better than moon trap target Earth. So... I put this between Target Earth and Moontrap. Oh, you still think Moontrap is worse? I just it was horrible. <laughs> it, I don't know. At least this had I might I might score a little higher than But this had like a fight scene at the end. That had terraforming. Robots. It had robots. Yeah, so then Transformers, and I didn't like Transformers either. And it had sex in that one. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, that one goes up a little. Well, that, anyway, <laughs> before we can show close the show here, that's one thing I was surprised that wasn't in here. The book was very explicit about sex. Everyone was having sex with everyone else at one point when they described it at the beginning of the book. That's what I'm saying. I think that that could have been in the expanded version and not in the version that they read. Mm. Um, the expanded version came out in like 82. Something like that. It was 80 was the original. I think 81 or 82 was the next one. They have no excuse why they didn't use the original, you know, the right source material. Well, that's the thing. That's just stupid. Yeah. But anyway, that's it for the film. We will start the TV show next, and we'll see how that compares to these two things we just talked about. I want to thank Mr. Brian Lee for being here. And Brian, where can we find you online? Uh, you can always find me on Instagram or Twitter. It's Brian Says. As always, sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher is our website. You can email us anytime you want, sci-fiwatcher at sayproductions.com, or drop us a voicemail, 774-327-2948, 774-32-SAY-IT. Join us here live Monday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 midnight UTC. Head over to our YouTube page, sayproductions.com slash YouTube. You can see when all the shows are scheduled coming up. Subscribe, get reminded. Join us live, jump in the chat, have some fun with us. That's it this week, my friends. Hope you all have a good one, and until next time, See you later.